0: Chapter 16 Epic. I have nothing to wear, I moaned to myself. Every item of clothing I owned was strewn across my bed. My drawers, my closets were bare. I stared into the empty recesses, willing something suitable to appear. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Argy. And this is Hot and Bothered Twilight in Quarantine. So, this is the graduation chapter. And I just want to tell you a quick story about my high school graduation, which is that, you know, we filed in alphabetically and there was pomp and circumstance, the music playing. And when McNair Zimblist in front of me walked in, there was still music playing, but then it stopped. And so, me, Vanessa Zoltan, and Mike Zussman had no music as we walked in for our graduation. To which my father then, like, stage whispered, you don't deserve music. <laughs> but it was, like, super loud. So that's my graduation experience. So you had fond memories <laughs> as you read this. hmm mm-hmm. Mike Zussman and McNair Zimblist, man, we spent a lot of time together at the end of the alphabet. You were all up front, Argie. Yeah, I was up front. I lived it up front of the line, talking to the teachers up there, chatting as they did attendance. Oh my God. I feel like this determines a lot about your personality because we were in the back, like not doing drugs and having sex, but like not behaving because like teachers couldn't even find us. Mm -hmm. They like ran out of lockers. We didn't have lockers. (laughs) You just carried all of your books around in your hands. I mean, My brother shared his locker with me because he was two years older, but like ninth grade they just ran out of lockers for McNair Zimblist me and Mike Zussman justice for Z's but I think that's why I'm a rebel and why you're a kiss ass that was rude usually I insult you at the beginning (laughs) of the chapter I know I decided I decided to flip it (laughs) flippity floppity (laughs) okay should we recap yeah I'll try okay on your mark get set go So it's graduation day. Bella can't find an outfit. She's like, oh, my God, I wish I had my red shirt. Allison drops off a new outfit. And then Bella's like, oh, my God, the person who stole the shirt is the person who is killing people in Seattle. And they're all coming to murder me. Isn't that a relief? And then they go to graduation. There's a Jessica reunion. Um, She graduates. They go to the lodge where she doesn't eat a burger. Edward gets upset. And then she goes to the party. I think Charlie cries at one point about what no one knows. About the fact that he's a bad dad. Yeah. He finally figured it out. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Are you ready to say the same exact thing that I said, but in a different way? Uh-huh. Okay. Three, two, one, go. So Bella also tells Edward, like they're trying the they're raising an army just to kill me. They like have my scent and Edward is super bummed about it. Um Graduations happens in like fast forward. It like goes by so fast for Bella. She like feels like it's gone in an instant. She's relieved because it means that the Collins are safe, even though it doesn't mean the Collins are safe because obviously they're going to defend her. Charlie is like, I'm sorry, I was a bad dad, but it's like still a bad dad. And then he drives her to the party and there are all these twinkle lights. Three miles worth of twinkle lights, it said. Like, the electrical input for that must be off the charts. I wonder what they do for Christmas. You don't think that it's solar? Oh, no, not in forks. (laughs) Sad. Okay, well, breaking news. Jacob is at graduation. Imagine this, Julia. You assault someone. They get so mad at you for doing it, they punch you in the face. They break their hand. They yell at you. And then you think, I know what will make their once-in-a-lifetime day more special. Me being there. (laughs) Certainly memorable. Like, why is he there? Because he thinks that she kissed him back and it was all hunky-dory. It's so gross. Okay. And then my other piece of breaking news is that I loved Alice's distraction techniques. She's like reciting the alphabet in Aramaic. I don't remember the details, but it's very funny. Korean sign language and translating the battle hymn into Arabic. Yeah. Love it. I love that. She's like, I don't want Edward to read my mind because then he'll know that the vampire army is being ready to kill Bella. So I'm going to translate the battle hymn of the Republic into Arabic. I love it. It's so cool. I mean, what a way to spend your free mental time. Imagine if we were all that productive. I know. It's amazing. It made me like Alice for a second. <laughs> what about you? What's your breaking news? My breaking news is that we haven't seen Jessica for so long that Bella has started to refer to her as Jessica Stanley because she thinks we've forgotten who Jessica was and needs to add in the last name. Don't you think she adds in the last name to explain why Jessica Stanley and Bella Swan are next to each other in line of graduation? I thought that, but then why would it be mentioned multiple times? Because Stephanie Meyer thinks we're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my other piece of breaking news is that the graduation gowns are yellow polyester. And though yellow is my favorite color, and I am currently in an entirely bright yellow sweatsuit, I feel like graduation gowns just have to be abolished. And so I was wondering what you think people should wear to graduation. Okay, I've thought about this. Everybody should get a cape that they get to bedazzle and decorate however they want. And why a cape? Because part of the problem with graduation gowns is that it's like a million degrees or it's 12 degrees and you like can't wear a coat under it or over it and like even if you're in a sundress you're sweating. Like the polyester tent is just like not effective for weather. And so A cape you can wear over anything and like if you wear it sort of all the way back, like not even covering your shoulders, it's like not even hot. It can help protect from the sun. And then I also think that the day that you graduate from high school is like a real superhero day. Everyone when they graduate, rather than throwing their hats in the air, which sounds dangerous, can like do their Superman pose where they put their hands on their hips. Yeah, I mean, I thought you were going to say they should just start flying themselves. Why throw the hats when they themselves could just launch into the air with their capes? That's silly, Julia. Did you have a moment of genuine enjoyment? Oh, yeah. I loved the return of our favorite character of all time, Bella's khaki skirt, which she's desperate to wear to graduation, but can't find a top to match with it. I'm so happy to see it again. We haven't heard about Bella's sartorial choices in weeks. Months. And to see that skirt come (laughs) back... Couldn't have been prouder. What about you? Did you have a moment of genuine enjoyment? I did. It was the moment that I realized that Renee and Phil were invited to the graduation party. They can't come because of Phil's injury, but they were invited and Charlie was not. (laughs) The moment that I realized that Charlie was not invited to this graduation party, this graduation party that confuses me to no end, Jessica Stanley invited, yes, Jacob, no. Renee, yes, Charlie, no. That was my moment of genuine enjoyment. Maybe it was just like by lottery. <laughs> she shredded the phone book and whoever's name she pulled caught invited. Well, I'm a little hurt that I wasn't invited, but that's fine. Did any moments in the text concern you this week? Yeah, just one. Charlie, I think it's like fair to say he's been a pretty bad dad. And it really bothers me that he like performs that in a non-meaningful way in this chapter that leads to Bella taking care of him. So Charlie's like, I think I didn't do a good job. And he doesn't say anything specific. He doesn't say like, I should have taken care of you rather than let you take care of me, or I should have respected your relationship with Edward. He just like vaguely says it in this like wistful way. And I like, just don't think it's a good dynamic that Bella now feels like she has to take care of Charlie. Yeah, it's also like a hot 20 seconds after Charlie is on this nice power trip with Edward in the back of the police car having police fantasies. Right. About arresting his like daughter's daughter's boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. So just Charlie concerns me. Mm hmm. Julia, before we do like our regular advice, I was wondering if we could just like give rapid fire advice for graduating. Like I'll go, you go. I go, you go. Great. Okay. High school graduates. Floss. Learn how to cook. Don't be like Charlie. Put $10 a month into retirement and $20 a month into a savings account starting now. If there's ever a family in town with extremely hot adopted children who are all dating each other, look into it. Wash your feet in the shower. Succulents are not easy plants to care for. Don't listen to the people who are trying to get you to put one in your windowless dorm room. So good. Do you have any more? My last one is just know where a flashlight is with batteries in case your power goes out. Yeah, I have a headlamp where I always know where it is. Yeah, headlamps are appropriate as well. Just something, not your phone. Such good advice. Listen to us. We are wise and old. Do you have any broader pieces of advice or more specific pieces of advice to characters in the chapter, not just any graduate? Yes. So my first piece of advice is to Alice. The invitation list got me thinking that maybe Charlie makes Alice feel uncomfortable. We know a lot about how Charlie loves Alice and like, I feel like we see Alice over a lot less frequently. And so I posit that Charlie makes Alice feel uncomfortable. And I just want to say, Alice, like, you should talk to Bella about this and you need to address this head on because Charlie's going to marry into your family and he's not going to go away. Like not inviting him to one party is not going to solve this problem. And I'm so sorry that he makes you feel uncomfortable, but you have to actually address this issue. Wait, but he is about to go away because Bella's not going to see him again when she gets turned into a vampire. Like, is that how it's actually going to happen, though? It's not what happens um, because <laughs> she gets vampire pregnant, but. Charlie's gonna be around for 50 years you got to deal with it would you do that would you tell someone that their dad is a creep if your dad was hitting on me and I had to see him regularly uh, yeah I would talk to you about it good good that's pretty mature. I would probably just ghost every part of it I would like move but like she can't ghost right because it's Edward's relationship I'm going to Cornell with Jasper to study philosophy. Do not contact me again. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Sure. If the person was ghostable, I would ghost them. But like, if it was you who I find unghostable, I would talk to you about it. Okay, that's fair. You're very mature. (laughs) What advice would you like to give? So I have advice for Edward to not be really, really weird in front of Charlie. He goes up to Bella and snuggles her and just says in a hundred percent earnestness. you are so beautiful. And Charlie, I think rightfully just like goes and stands in between them um, because that was so incredibly awkward and he doesn't want it to continue. And I just think Edward should not like be so like high intensity in love with Bella in front of like her parents, but also just like the general public. Because even Renee, when they went to Jacksonville, picked up on how too into her (laughs) he is. Yeah. I just think everyone notices it and it makes everyone else feel uncomfortable and he should just tone it down. Yeah. I don't disagree. Also, I would be mortified if I was Bella. Imagine if Peter in front of my parents was like, Vanessa, you're so beautiful. I'd be like, get a room for you and you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You would have to tell them to leave. It's just not appropriate. So my advice is like complete dovetail, which is Again, like, don't be weird with Charlie. It's so weird that he stands outside the restaurant watching Bella and Charlie to, like, protect Bella in case any vampires attack. Say to Charlie, can I join dinner? Or confront Charlie about the fact that he's a jerk. Like, this is just the most awkward option. To to stalk Bella again? To go back to stalking Bella. It's the most awkward option. I guess all of my advice is everyone confront Charlie. He has to be stopped. We can't just let this like middle aged white male keep going like this. Well, I, my last piece of advice is for Charlie. I feel like it was so unconscionable that like after graduation, he's like, do you wanna go to the lodge, a restaurant that Bella does not like, that he has made no plans in advance to like organize? And Bella at one point offers to cook and would prefer to cook, but still must go to the lodge. It's like put in just the tiniest bit of effort into planning your daughter's graduation. Yeah. The other thing he does is like talk shit about Bella's mom to her, which is like rule one of divorce. You don't do that. And he's like, sometimes uh, what's good for one person isn't good for the other. Like it was good for your mom that she left me, but it was bad for me. It's been 16 years. Move on. And like, don't talk badly about Renee to Bella. I mean, I think this is part of why he's so aligned with Jacob, which is such a weird like way that his relationship with Renee is like replaying with his daughter. But it's like Jacob is pining after Bella and Charlie is still pining after Renee all these years later. And they both feel like their efforts are extremely justified for love when in reality, they're both behaving badly. I think you're absolutely right that Charlie is rooting for Jacob because Jacob is him. Ugh. I find a lot of like the paternal protectiveness over the daughter who's dating thing to just be weird and gross. And I think like this is another layer to that. But like why he's so happy that Edward's in the back of the cop car and he can have like fantasies about like arresting his daughter's boyfriend. And he's already talked about going and arresting Jacob on a previous time. He has to stop <laughs> fantasizing about arresting people. And then when Jacob commits like an actual crime, he's like, loved it.
1: High Good five. Work.
0: <laughs> okay. So instead of a reality TV show this week, we are going to do yearbook superlatives. And we pick some of our favorite characters to do superlatives for. Julia. Angela, what's your superlative? Best person. Agreed. I said most golden retriever of people. Those are the same. It means the same thing. Beautiful. Okay, Mike. Most likely to believe in QAnon or most likely to start a militia. I have a different vision for Mike going forward. I said most likely to become outing club president. I think he's going to like grow a beard in college and like, you know, lead hikes. Go to Wesleyan. Exactly. Ugh, I love that for him. We're only Patagonia. Like he's gonna be one of those. Mike, just so you know, Julia will date this version of you. Maybe. I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying yes, but I'm not saying no. <laughs> okay, Jessica. Okay. Most likely to join her college a cappella group and win nationals. Now this is just a crossover, right? Because Anna Kendrick plays Jessica. In Twilight, and then she does that in Pitch Perfect. I'm getting my inspiration from anywhere. <laughs> I, I absolutely see that as possible, though. She is like <laughs> a little controlling, a little bit hyper, super perky. Yeah. I did most likely to go on The Bachelor. Why not both? Absolutely both. This is Jessica's future. <laughs> and when she walks on The Bachelor the first night, her little job title is going to be like acapella queen. Yes. <laughs> go, Jessica. Okay, Edward Cullen, he's getting worst case of senioritis. I don't think he's gone to school for the last two books. (laughs) Uh, It's insulting to me that the Cullens don't get valedictorian every time. Or it's nice that they like don't try so that actual kids can get it. (laughs) Actual kids, not the like hundred year olds masquerading in high school. Yeah. What about you? What did you give him? Best skincare routine. Like, I feel like all the other kids, like, have acne and stuff because they are, again, like, actual teenagers. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, luminous and sparkly. So they're like, ugh, oh, him. That's skincare. Like, what highlighter did you use? You are glowing. Iridescent. Tell me about your contouring. <laughs> Under eye contouring. <laughs> the newest look. <laughs> okay. Doo-doo-doo. Bella. Bella gets most changed. She entered high school as a normal person and she's leaving high school with an immortal boyfriend who she wants to have murder her. That's, I wouldn't call it growth, but that's a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is so much better than mine. I just said best sulk. I would have won that one. (laughs) She's just so good at sulking. Okay, did you have anything in your Twilight Diary? Yeah. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I was really wondering in this chapter, would you want to be a vampire? Yes. Would you? Not at all. Why do you want to be a vampire? I would want to be a vampire as long as immortality did indeed like eventually end. But I'd love to live like two or 300 years. I think that sounds great. I'd love to be super rich. I think that sounds great. Being productive at night sounds great. Like a lot of it sounds great to me. Why wouldn't you? Because I love the taste of food. Yeah, I'd miss food. I wouldn't want to become a vampire until I was older. Like I would want to live as a human for a while. You're going to be like 99. Yeah. Do you think you would age back or would you just be a really hot 99? I think I'd be a really hot 99, which would fuck with people's idea about the elderly, which would be one of the great things I did as a vampire. Okay. I support you in your journey. I just, wouldn't it be nice to go through a lifetime while you like basically have all your needs met? Like you don't need to make any money. You don't need to feed yourself. I feel like when I'm 99, I'm going to be ready to die. I mean, I will be too. I'm just saying if somebody was like, I've got an offer for you, I'd be like, cool. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) I get to be a bat. Awesome. So instead of a care package this week, let's just keep it on theme. What would you write in Bella's yearbook? Hags. Did hags exist in your high school? No. What's hags? Have a great summer. My yearbook is covered in hags. Got it. It was exclusively hags. (laughs) Got it. And then I would follow up with best of luck dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did Kit. Did you have Kit? I don't know Kit. No, what's Kit? Kit is keep in touch. Kit. (laughs) And I would do that because she's going to be rich. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, keep in touch, Bella, if you want to take me on a girl's trip to Hawaii, here's my number. That's so funny how we each had different, <laughs> different <laughs> little <laughs> acronyms to write in people's earbooks. K-I-T. Hacks. What do you think is going to happen next chapter? I think it's going to be the graduation party, because when the chapter ends, she's going into the graduation party. Wow. Are you Sherlock Holmes? The level of <laughs> deduction there was off the charts. Thank you. This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a cape fashion show from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are produced and edited by Ariana Nettleman. And the show was conceived of as Vampire Baby by Julia Argy. I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I was invited to the Cullen party, but Ariana and Julia were not. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by 8Cast. Talk to you next week, everyone.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.